Welcome to the Landlord and Tenant Podmess, the only podcast that has the balls to ask the question, can a landlord and tenant be buddies? I am one of your hosts. I'm Landlord James. And I'm the other host. I'm Tenant Michael. And James, I noticed you almost had a flub there when you were saying the uh, slogan of our show. I don't know what came over me. I've said it about 60 times. About 60. This is the 58th time I think you've said it. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Maybe I feel, I'm starting to feel crazy that I've done this with you for so long. And well, I don't, you know, wish I was not still doing it. But it is my duty as a landlord of this building to, to do this podcast and give something back right. to the tenants who live here. Now, I do um, extensive vocal warm-ups and sort of mouth exercises before each episode, so I tend to not flub my lines. Um, so that's that's the difference between us, I suppose. Hmm. Well, at least what I'm saying isn't the worst. Anyway, James, it's good to see you, and if memory serves me correctly, I think the last time I saw you was uh, right here in my apartment last week for our first ever live episode. Yes, uh, that was very fun. We crammed a lot of people in here. Oh, it was crammed. You really wouldn't think you could do, but uh, yeah, it was a great time. I had a great time. Did you have a good time? I had a wonderful time. I was nervous to host so many people, um, but I made plenty of dip. I got a lot of chips. and um, What was in the dip? It was a spinach made. Mayonnaise combo um, that I made. Um, yeah, I I think everyone liked it, and uh, no one stole any of my possessions, which was really a, weighing heavily on my mind all well, throughout the. You recording. have nothing to steal. Um, yeah, it was fun. It, uh, I I couldn't believe so many people were there, and it was a great time. Did that Aaron survive? Because he was pretty beat up by the end. There, super fan Aaron Eves did survive. Uh, thank God. Good. This is the second time he almost lost his life. Um, in relation to our show, helping us out with our show. So, you know, maybe well, third time, maybe as a charm next time as well. Uh, yeah, Aaron, keep downloading. Thanks yeah. a lot. Appreciate that. Now, I am a little bit miffed with you because yeah. you left me alone on stage at the end of the show to run off and sort of have an amorous adventure. Let's, let's put it that way. That is true. People who've listened to this know uh, that my ex, who for a long time I called she who shall not be named, uh, did show up at the show. My Russian ex-model ex, who I have a son with, Pavel, who I have not seen in a long time. And she showed up to the show, and it was very traumatic, and there was a lot of tense, you know, we were yelling at each other, we were in each other's faces. And, you know, as often happens, uh, when you get angry at each other like that, Makeup sex! And so we couldn't even help ourselves, uh, Nadia and I. We literally just threw each other onto Mike's bed and uh, sort of did what adults do. And now we're back together. Nadia and I are back, baby. I just want to say the sheets were unusable after you two left the apartment. I had them burned. And, um, oh my goodness, listeners... The 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 disgusting things these two were doing on stage. It was as if a a copy of Hustler magazine had come to life. Let's just leave it at that. We kissed. All, all that we did in front of people was kiss, Mike. For God's sakes. Okay, but you did more in my 
uh, bedroom. Anyway, so you, how is it going? You, you, uh, you're reunited with your ex. We're back. It's great. You know what? I realize now all that stuff I said about her being like a psychopath and just, you know, really crazy and unbalanced was really misremembered. It's just been this wild, crazy adventure roller coaster since we've been back together, and I've never felt better. I mean, I feel honestly like I'm on meth around her or something. It's just really? been so good. Well, we're I spending mean, 24 hours a day together. We're doing it all the time. Really? We, like, yeah, we're getting so jealous anytime either of us like even talks to anybody else. It's been so good. Really? Yeah, it's been really intense. Like a pair of newlyweds who just can't keep their hands off each other. That's what it's like. Yeah, so it's wow. great to be back. Um, I'm. We're going to make plans to see Pavel soon because now her and I are back right. together. Have you told the young man the news that uh, mom and dad are back together? No, you know, I still have not talked to him in months. And I should, especially now. I keep forgetting. Really? But uh, I'm sure he'll be happy to hear from the old guy, the old man. Well, I must say, you do have a spring in your step this week. Uh, usually you're kind of glum and, and angry. And uh, I can see that uh, L'Amour has sort of made you a new man. It's nice to see. It's nice well, to see that. thank you. Thanks, Mike. My landlord's in love. I never thought I'd say that so what's going on with you you know what's up with you and ruth we haven't talked about ruth oh, in a right. long time my, mike's my, girlfriend my girlfriend that's right yeah she is uh as listeners know she's significantly older than me um she's in her mid to late 60s as far as i know she's never quite revealed her precise age um which i kind of like and anyway, it's her birthday next week and um she's su- she's surprising me on oh. her birthday can you believe that? Well, that's pretty nice, I guess. So she's going to take you to do something on her birthday? Kind of? Yes. The roles oh. have been reversed for once and uh, for her birthday. And uh, full disclosure, I don't know how old she's turning. She wanted to take me on a VR adventure. And uh, Toronto is full of these VR lounges. Uh, they're very exciting from what I've heard. And we're doing a, um, a VR skydiving experience for her birthday. So we're going to go in there, put on the, the headset. And um, I suppose there's going to be some sort of simulation where it's, uh, it's going to feel like we're jumping out of a plane together. That's interesting because Ruth is very old. And it surprises me that she'd choose something so modern and, you know futuristic as what she'd want to do on her birthday. I would have thought she'd want to... No, I mean, she, she may be a little older than me, but she's young at heart, and um, let me just say this. You don't have to be in your 20s to be obsessed with VR. She is she loves VR, and uh, she can't wait to do it. She I, I, I pushed back. I said I didn't even want to do this because I'm afraid of heights, and I'm afraid of VR, but uh, she's uh, forcing me to do it. So I'm trying to be the do the good boyfriend thing, and uh, I'm going with her. She's forcing you to do it. Yeah, I, I really put up quite a fight. I, uh, I'm afraid of heights, as I just said, and uh, I fear technology. I don't want to wear one of those headsets. I feel like they're probably going to re- scan my retina and use information from my thoughts against me or something. Anyway. Hmm. Well, that's exciting. I wish you two the best. I mean, Thanks, yeah. again, I think it's... Not good. I think it's odd, um, but it's it's very good. In fact, you and you and the missus should come with us. Maybe. <laughs> oh, yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Why don't you go ahead and text me that day, and I'll see if we're free. It's a deal. VR I will. Are with you I and seventy-year-old Ruth. He's not seventy. Um, oh, just before we we move on to our segment, I just want to uh, 
remind our listeners and encourage our listeners to buy a new record that was just released um today the time of our our recording uh toronto local artist drake has just released a brand new album called scorpion um from what i hear it's going to be one of the records of the summer and we'd like if we can promote any toronto artists we like to use our uh platform to do so isn't that right james i mean i guess he why are you i mean if we can help sell a few more copies of his record scorpion uh, that was released today. Uh, I'll be over the moon. Well, I don't think this is going to help much, but also um, the young man is playing some gigs in August, August tenth, eleventh, and twelfth. You can go to Ticketmaster.ca, and he's playing some gigs to promote this record, Scorpion, at the Air Canada Center. And tickets start at one hundred and forty-two dollars. So I won't be buying them, but. Maybe you will, James, because you have quite a lot more money than me. Yeah, I mean, I'll probably go. But again, I don't think this is really helping him all that much. He's he's a Torontonian, and I'd like to support our uh, our Toronto brothers. All right. Well, uh, shall we move on to our, our segment? Sure. We thought it would be fun to do a, a segment of our worst summer memories and call it Summer Bummers. And it's funny because most people, when they think of summer, they think of, you know, sunshine, uh, fun times on the beach, vitamin D, and, you know, eating watermelon and, you know, having cocktails. But we are looking at the dark side of summer, the side of summer that rarely makes uh, headlines. That's right. Um, well, do you want to go first, Mike? Or Sure, I'd yeah. love to go first. This My first summer bummer um, goes back to the summer of 1998. Do you remember that summer, James? Mm, I guess. So I was out for a walk. Uh, I think I was going out to uh, buy the to the newsstand to see if the latest copy of Adbusters was out. Um, and I was walking there whistling, and I guess I was whistling so loud I didn't hear that a natural milk truck uh, ran a red light, and it actually hit me. And oh. uh, I was in a coma for three months, so that was quite a big summer bummer for me. That is a summer bummer. And huh. the, the ironic thing is, I used to start every day drinking two pints of milk, and you'd think that would give me nice, uh, strong bones, but the darn things snapped like twigs. And uh, I haven't touched a drop of uh, moo milk, cow milk? What do they call it? Moo juice since. Moo milk. <laughs> All right. Um, my first summer bummer is uh, summer 2009. Mm. I was in... Uh, BC uh, droning. I've, I've been into drones for a long time before it was even, you know, mainstream. And I was in rural BC in the woods there. I was piloting my drone. And you might remember in that summer, there was a big forest fire in the BC interior. Oh, God. And it yes. just was brutal. It just thousands of acres got burned. All those Loads homes, of animals. Oh, yeah. Animals. Homes, yeah. And homes destroyed. Yeah. So it was such a bummer because my drone just totally burned and it was like $8,000. And it was not replaceable. It was not, not fixable. I mean, with a warranty or anything like that because they were just so new. So, yeah, $8,000 down the drain. Right. I mean, also all those homes burned and well, animals perished in the flames. Yeah. Um, Reminds me of hell thinking of... Of those fires. Very much like hell. Oh. All right. Uh, my second summer bummer is um, one that happened 
last year actually during uh, so some buddies and me from work every year we throw our, ourselves a big Canada Day picnic and um, we get all loaded up with our supplies and we go to uh, we go to Christie Pitts Park here in Toronto and um, it was about midnight and the fireworks were going off all around us like just zipping right by us like right you could feel the the heat from the fireworks oh I going think around. I know what happened you get a firework uh, in the tukus or no, no, good heavens no. Um, what happened was, the bummer was I scalded my knees with burning hot soup from my thermos. What? Because I was, uh, well, I was, wa- if, you know, we, everyone does this. When you can watch Canada Fireworks, you bring your thermos of soup. No, you don't. And you have, yeah, and I spilled scalding hot tomato soup all over my legs and, uh... Brought soup on can- on July first. Yeah, the big Canada Day thermos of soup, and uh, all July my legs were they had scars and they were scabs from from mm. the uh, soup. Okay, uh, my second summer bummer is, and this is a controversial one. Uh oh, the- if there are any little ones near uh, the radio, they might want to back away. Not on the radio. Uh, it was the summer when Nadia got pregnant with Pavel. That's just the truth. I'm back with Nadia. I love her. And I love my son. But at that time, it was a big summer bummer. I was not ready for that when she got pregnant. You weren't ready to be a daddy. Hell no. So that's my second summer bummer. How did you react when when she told you? Freaked out. Freaked out. I mean, oh boy. I mean, I didn't talk to her for a long time. It was not good. But were you really... That surprise, like I, from what I know about you, you don't like to use contraception. Well, you, that... you've talked my ear off about condoms before, about how how you hate them, and yeah, well, it's a globalist like tool, basically. But I did use them in this instance. But again, I don't want to badmouth Nadia, but I think there might have been a bit of a pinprick situation, if you get what I'm saying. Oh, really? I don't know. I don't know. But I mean, she I don't is wanna... Russian, mm-hmm. so. I don't want to get into it uh, and right. now that we're back together, but let's just say I was very surprised and upset. Right. Well, I'm glad it all worked out in the end. Um, so my third and final summer bummer, uh, this happened also last summer. Remember last summer we went uh, to a cottage in Timmins yeah, together? Yeah, that's right. And we recorded a special episode um, around the campfire with our friend Marty Tops. Um, anyway, I went for a walk one evening by myself while you two were eating supper and the worst fear I've ever had came true. I found myself face to face with a grizzly bear. Hmm. Right? And you know what they tell you to do when you encounter a grizzly bear? Play dead. So I did, and it worked. Uh, and it didn't attack me with its claws. Uh, but it, it did attack me with something else on its body. It's behind. It mistook me for, a, uh, for its toilet. And uh, it made quite a mess all over me. Hmm. Are you familiar with Niagara Falls, James? Yes. So imagine Niagara Falls, but instead of just liquid coming out, there are some solids. And that's what the bear did to me. Oh, it was it was a mess. So that play dead thing is totally stupid. Well, it worked. I mean, I'm alive, although I wish I... After it was, he was done his business, I wish I was dead. Mm. Um, yeah, it didn't attack me with its claws. I didn't know that when we were at the cottage. I didn't know that happened to you. 
Yeah, I kind of uh, went for a dip to, to wash up the mess. You're embarrassed, I guess. Yes, I was embarrassed. <laughs> well, uh, my final summer bummer was uh, the summer when I was 21, and my uncle, who I inherited this building from, who's dead now, uh, sent me for a summer backpacking in Europe. And he said, you know, take, take the summer, go backpack around Europe, put it on this visa. And so I thought, oh, backpacking. I guess that means like staying in hostels and stuff. So right. I literally yeah. had a backpack and I was staying in, you know, hostels like $100 a night or something like that. And eventually he was like, James, what is wrong with you? Um, it's just a term backpacking across Europe. It doesn't mean literally backpacking. You can use suitcases and stay in like high end hotels. Oh. Yeah. So that was the summer bummer. I ended up staying at these sort of hundred dollar hostels right. when I could have been staying in these higher end places. This was so, only like oh, 10 days into the trip. So the last couple months I did stay in, in much nicer month. places. How long was your backpacking oh, trip? Four or five months or something like that. Right. Yeah. Well, I'm glad Recommend you had it to... for everyone. Right. I mean, if you have the, the resources, um, I'm glad though that you had to sort of go slumming and see what, uh, what regular people, um, live like. Hmm. Have you ever done anything like that? No, the farthest I've traveled, I guess, would be Timmins and then when we went to uh, the Hedonism 2 resort in Jamaica. Oh, yeah. But that's, the, neither of those are in Europe. Yeah. Well, that's it for Summer Bummers. I think that was a success, and I can't wait to do this segment again next year for summer. Me too. Well, why don't we, um, why don't we wrap up this intro? Why don't we take a break and come back with our guest? Sure. Welcome back to the pod mess, everybody. It's time for our guest this week. Uh, I'm excited to talk to him. He is our second ever guest, I believe, from out west. And his name is Dave Shumka. Welcome to the show. Hi, guys. It was such a pleasure to be here. Okay. Oh, my gosh. You seem out of breath. No. Oh. It's, it's my accent. Oh. So, the fabled West Coast accent. Yeah. Gnarly. Dude. Oh, it checks out. Yeah. <laughs> but I can control it. I can do a normal accent, too. You don't have to put up with that for the whole show. Here I was thinking... But sometimes it comes out when I get angry or when I am cooking a authentic West Coast food like a salmon. Mm, now you've got me and James drooling, thinking of those delicious West Coast meals we always hear so much about. But I'll, you know what? I'll tone it down. I know it's a- annoying. It's hard to, but it can po- come back from time to time. You remind me hearing that, hearing you breathing and struggling for air reminds me of my great uncle who actually uh, passed from chronic fatigue oh, syndrome. Yeah, what a snooze. Right? I've never heard of chronic fatigue. He was just always tired. And it's then he... one of the top syndromes in Canada. Yeah. Yeah, never heard of it. Do you guys want to go through the syndromes? Let's play a drinking game, and if anyone can't name a syndrome, you have to take a, a shot. I'm in. All right, who I... goes first? Or we can save it for the game at the end. Okay. Yeah, that's a good idea for the game. Yeah. So, listeners, don't touch that dial. Uh, Stay tuned for our game at the end where we go through the syndromes. So, Dave, you just arrived here in Toronto. I did. 
my god. Oh my god. Whoa. Like this big city it's eaten me alive. Really? Yeah, it um first it uh nibbled on my ear a little bit. Mhm. Uh, when I, you know, I, I got off at the train station and that guy wanted to take my bag, carry it for me. Oh. He's gone. Oh yeah. The uh, old bag carry trick. Yeah. It's a Toronto thing. But yeah. my bag showed up in my hotel room. So mm-hmm. I guess he was just very, uh, efficient, but. Wow. Still, hmm. word of warning to anyone traveling by train to Toronto. Just keep your eyes on the bag. Yeah. Yeah. You will get him back, but. Yeah, there's a little while there where you're like, huh, that guy, he's, if he wants to take my bag forever, he's, he's, it's his. But, you know, people are very honest here. Very Toronto good. the good, they call us. Yeah. Now, can I ask, and if this is too personal of a question, okay. you don't have to answer, but what Thank was inside you. the bag? Um, I travel with inflated balloons. Uh, it's just, I, I find it's, because my bags are props, uh, and I don't oh. want, like, you know, I... I don't want the actual. I want to be able to use my sort of like acting muscle to pretend that I'm carrying a very heavy bag. But it's just they're they're very big and and full. But it's all air. Helium. Yeah. And yes, I use helium because it's even easier to carry. Right. That's uh, smart. That is. So are you doing a, like a balloon show? Yeah, here? I'm doing sort of a balloon show while I'm here. I a. Uh, That's exciting well, to I hear. Get, it's me, me. I'm nude. Covered in balloons, and uh, every game that the Cleveland Indians win, I pop a balloon, and you get oh. a little bit closer to seeing if I'm naked underneath. And if and I'm, you're doing it right now during the summer when baseball is not happening. It, baseball's not happening. Oh, sorry, summer. Baseball is happening. I Mike, thought. <laughs> you are so like this guy. When do you think they play baseball? Yeah, Mike? who do you think the boys? I got about? okay. Full okay. I, I admit I got baseball confused with hockey. Uh huh. It it happens. Um, no, I'm also doing it. I do it in the winter for hockey as well. Okay, but with um, beanbags. Somehow, uh, yeah, I have beanbags attached to me, and um, every time the uh, Columbus Blue Jackets win a game, I empty out a beanbag wow. and a bunch of beans fall on the floor. Um. I use the beans then to make a soup for the homeless. So you use every part of the bean bag. I use my people use every part of the bean bag. Now the balloon thing. Thank you. Have you seen the movie Major League? No. Okay, because there is a similar thing with a pretty woman who owns the Cleveland Indians, mm. and I wondered if you had seen that or if this was just a, you know. Can you explain what that is to some of the listeners who might not know? Well, it's actually very similar. I'm actually really surprised you never saw it. But uh, an evil woman was going to move the Cleveland evil team to Miami. Woman. Oh, evil woman. <laughs> Is that from Major League? I think it was in the soundtrack. Yeah, like whenever um, uh, the wild thing go- comes up. Yeah, Ricky pitch, Vaughn. They play Evil Woman. Yeah, oh, that was great. Yeah, that made sense. Yeah, anyway, they won enough games to stop the team from being moved. It was a great movie. Corbin Burnson. Yeah, I oh. once stood in uh, in front of him in line at the Virgin Megastore in Vancouver. No. Yeah. No. He was like, excuse me. And he wanted me to get out of his way so he could look at portable CD players. Oh, I could totally see him being a... Yeah, portable CD kind of guy. He's very tanned, is Mm -hmm. my impression. Also, he... Did you do impressions? Yeah, you could say that, sure. Can I hear your Corbin Burnson? Oh, sure. Um, 
What did he say? Okay, well, pardon the language, but this is when he gives the ball to Ricky Vaughn in Major League. Okay. Strike this emmer effer out. Can't say mother? Well, Mike is worried about it. No, no I'll, I'll relax the rules this time. Say it again with the full force. Strike this mother effer out. Remember that? Because Ricky Vaughn had slept with his wife. And it's like, oh, were they going right. to fight on the mound? Oh, he was such a wild thing. James also does an impression of one of TV's greatest uh, comedian characters, Jerry Seinfeld. Isn't that right, James? Well, I mean... You're, don't be modest. Don't be yeah, modest. Yeah, yeah, I guess you could say that, you know. I guess you could say that. This is my Seinfeld. Hey, that's good. What do you think of it? It's good. I, I uh, watch the show sometimes. And it, mm. it's, um, he talks like that. Now, what is it like to be in Vancouver, sitting in your apartment or house, and then suddenly you hear the opening music from Seinfeld, and you know you're going to see Jerry, Kramer, George, and Elaine? It's wonderful, is how it feels. Is that what you're asking me? Because you don't often hear the full opening music. You hear a few... And then there's either, in the earlier seasons, you get to see a little bit of stand-up, a uh, 45-second stand-up club, or, you know, when you got tired of doing that, usually an outdoor scene. Imagine the, mo- Imagine the meeting that NBC had with, with the Seinfeld creative team, Larry David and Jerry Seinfeld, where they were like, they decided, we're going to stop showing Jerry doing stand-up at the beginning of the show. That mu- I would have loved to have been a fly on the wall in that meeting. Yeah. I mean, I wonder whose idea it was. I'm sure it's probably in an oral history somewhere if we, uh, if we looked it up. I wonder. So, uh, listeners, do you have listeners? We do. Okay, listeners. Mostly in Canada, uh-huh. some in America, and in the Philippines. Um, listeners, go to Google. Do your listeners have Google? Yes, they do. Mike's been pushing Bing, but... I'm a binger, so what? But I know that I'm swimming upstream on this one, and uh, most people are Googlers, so there you go. I find that people um, talk about binging shows, and they don't put the E in, and, they're, they, and they end up writing it about, oh, I've been binging this new show. Well, wh- how many, what results have been coming up? I did a bing last night. I watched as many Bing Crosby uh, Christmas movies as I could. <laughs> and I do recommend that to our listeners. In June? Yes, ever heard of Christmas in June? I did it last night. Hmm. You okay? I my throat got suddenly very dry. I see. I, yeah, it's like Christmas in June. So you were saying you took the train here, and have you ever been on a train before? A choo-choo I mean, train. I have yeah. been on. I've been on some chugga chuggas. This is my first time on a choo-choo train. Hmm. I. Have no, of course, you know, I've you know, I have been on trains all over Europe. I've visited Europe, and they're big, tra- they're a, a big train people. Train culture is very big there. Train culture, they uh, they like to you know, kiss their sweetie through the window of a train. Oh, yeah, they like to um, you know, tell someone they invented this new uh character called Superman, they draw a picture of it, and then they get on the train and they're friend opens it up and they're like all right right well i'm i i party sometimes with elon musk uh-huh. and i recently was down there in la in a boring machine with him and grimes and you know i've been talking to him and we've both 
we both don't like public transit. We don't like trains. Um, Here we go. No, we don't. It's annoying. And having to take, you know, having to cram into something with a bunch of other weird people is annoying. And um, I really hope he gets his underground car thing working because that's what he's working on. Is that... So what you when you say it was a boring machine, mm. you mean a machine that bores. Oh yeah, he's building tunnels. Now. It's just, probably also just, boring to be yeah. in. If you know it was not snooze time. Does it have like little blue light, you know, panels? Uh yeah, it has lots of stuff. Uh, panels, shower, um, TV, internet, Wi-Fi. Wait, did you did you take a shower with Elon Musk? No, Mike. We were both we, we were stuck underground in the boring machine. I missed an episode because of it. But no, I didn't shower with Elon Musk. We he was just right. in there, you know. God. Was Gr- and Grimes was in there too? Yeah, she was there too. She li- loves it underground. You're right. Yeah. I guess it's the goth vibe. But she loved it under there. She wants says she wants to build a cottage underground. <laughs> Do you think is Elon Musk a goth? Great cue. Hmm. I know he is of South African descent, and I wonder if there's any connection between goth culture and South Africa. I don't think so. Do you more associate it with, like, you know... Eastern Europe? Yeah, Eastern like Europe. Transylvania. Right. Oh, I can do an impression. Okay. James did two impressions before. Do you mind if I do an impression? I w- actually need you to do two. Uh-oh, might be biting off more than I can chew. I can do an impression of Mr. Count Dracula. Um, give me a scenario for Count Dracula. Okay, Count Dra- Dracula. Count Dracula is um, it's his boss's birthday, and he's right. uh, got so he Count Dracula forgot about his boss's birthday, and he, okay, he, but he has to make a presentation, and sales are bad, and uh, Count Dracula has. Um, what is the line of business? He's he's got a lisp now okay. too. Uh, his line of business is uh, manufacturing, and the thing that's going to make this particularly juicy for me is that Count Dracula uh, w- spent a summer abroad in England and came back with a little bit of the accent. All right, Oof. I'm so sorry, mate. <laughs> How was that? I think I answered uh, all of your... Uh, I ticked all the boxes you, yeah. you, you asked me to. You know, Mike, I don't think of you as a performer or funny or anything like that, but that was pretty good. I think you ticked a lot of the boxes. Yeah. Yeah. Just imagine Dracula, you know, as you said, with a little bit of uh, the accent from across the pond, and he has his lisp going on, and he's feeling uh, regret about forgetting his boss's <laughs> I did birthday. forget about the lisp. Do you guys think if you could be a vampire, like, how would you feel about sucking someone's uh, blood. Oh, I thought you were going to end that sentence a different way there, James. I was like, going to say, hold your horses. Essing some B. Sucking someone's blood? Essing yeah. someone's B? Yeah, essing uh, someone's B. I, I think I could do it if I had to. Ooh. Well, if that was my nature, you know. Well, it is your nature because you're a landlord and you every month you suck the the money out of everyone's account that is a tenant in here. So it's not too much of a... Do you do direct a- deposit or do you write a check? I'm I'm a check guy, but uh, you do have direct deposit. Uh, deposit. Take two, deposit available, right, James? I do. I don't know why you insist on giving a check every time. And you, I mean, oh, and you should show Dave the checks 
Do you have any ready to go? I'm not going to show. He doodles on the checks where it says memo and you're just supposed to write August rent. He does a little entire panel by panel comic, basically. In oh, little... like in the Mad Magazine in between the... Yeah. Like Sergio Ara- Aragonez. Aragonez. That, I think... Did I hear you do an impression of Sergio Aragonez? I don't really do. It's I used to, but I was then told it was... Um, Politically incorrect to do an impression of a man from abroad, and so I stopped doing it. Mm, but, but just this once, you'll do it for us. What's the scenario? The scenario is he's uh, and he's a Spaniard, as far as I know, or oh is he boy. Mexican? Aragonez, more like Sergio Aragonez. Oh. All right. Okay. Okay. You don't have to do the impression now. I I just wanted to say that. Yeah, some of this West Coast humor doesn't... Just do uh, a, a voice like this or something, and then it could be anything. Oh, you already did it. I'm not going right. to do it. All right. Fine. I'm not Sorry. Do it. So that's three impressions for you, one for me, I guess. I'm an expert at just narrowly avoiding uh, making an impression offensive, even though in my head it is. Hmm. So you haven't done any impressions so far, and you're our guest. Isn't that true? Oh, you're looking at me? Yeah, Dave. No, I was doing my impression. You're looking at me? Oh, you must be looking De Niro. at me. Because you're looking at me. Are you looking at me? You must breathe. Why are you looking at me? Stop looking at me. I'm the driver of the taxis. Speaking of this, uh-huh. does Vancouver have Uber, no. Lyft? No. Okay. Why not? I mean, isn't this supposed to be the tech city of Canada, you know? It's a big bone of contention. Mm. We need it because it's so bad for taxi. Do you have taxis? Yellow ta- I, I'm saying that big yellow taxi reminds me of the famous Joni Mitchell song. Mm-hmm. But Oh, I think of it as a Counting Crow song, but... Right, fair enough. They did a cover with a drum machine. I'm pretty sure they did the first one. We'll have to look it up. Um, Hey, farmer, farmer. Put away the DDT now. I guess I've done two impressions now, and you've also done... You just took mine. You just sort of piggybacked on mine. Adam Derwitz. Well, this is all over my head. Anybody here listen to EDM? I don't know who the hell you're talking about. Is EDM big in Vancouver out there, West? I think so. It is East. Uh, and it is very much, it's big in the, like, preschools, the, uh, elementary schools, like, once you're, like, 11, you're done with it, Hmm. and then you move on to singer-songwriter, right? then country-western from, like, 15, 16, and then after that, you, it's just, like, uh, what's the one with the wigs? Hmm. Law? Yes, it's like Brit- the British version of Law and Order. And is this regimented? Like through you, you have such specific age limits yeah. here. Is that? I mean, no. It's it's just like it's, it's sort of like you know how out here. Do you guys have puberty? Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. In Vancouver, we like you. You go through several things. Like you don't just go through one puberty. Like they're not all they're not all puberties, but they're like a, a puberty where everyone kind of like you know you hit these milestones in your life, you know uh, hair in your armpits, hair in your genitals. You like country music, these kinds of things. Right, and now I wonder if we out here in the east, 
in Toronto, the big city, if we go through puberty all at once, because we're always in such a rush to get things done, it's the rat race. Whereas, do you guys out west, do you go through puberty slower because you're, you're more laid back and you take your time? I wonder if that's why I went through puberty so slowly. Really? Did you go through puberty slowly? I feel like, how long was it supposed to take? Oh, a couple days. Oh, no. boy. At least for me. Wow. So, is, are we talking about you're a widow boy... And then two days later, you're full body hair, full height, full, I mean, I guess... Fully locked and loaded. Fully locked and loaded. You're, you're essing some bees, sucking some bloods, and you, you, you've transitioned into a full vampire man? Well, sort of, Like, yeah. there's no way you had an advanced puberty... No chance. I never claimed to have an advanced puberty. I just said it happened very quickly. Well, there's no... Okay. Funny that you say this, though, because Mike's girlfriend, who is very old... Here we go. Are you still trying to have kids? They're trying to have kids. And we've been asking, how is this possible? And she had a very late puberty or something? Yeah, she went through puberty... I forget exactly when. It was like when she was in her, I think, early 30s. So it was a delayed puberty, which means that she can still have children well into her 60s and... uh, it's not weird. I saw a... Uh, do you know who Bridget Nielsen is? The famous actress. She's a famous actress. And I saw a thing. It was like the top story on my news on my phone. You have the Bridget Nielsen news app. Yes, I have the, I have the Bridget Nielsen news app. Um, right. And it, the top story last week was that Bridget Nielsen... Uh, is pregnant right. at, the, at the age of 54. And I showed this to my wife, and we were both shocked that she's not like 64. Just 54 seems young for her. Right. I wonder if they're fudging the numbers there. For... I mean, I fudged my undies when I saw that. Oh. Literally. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, not literally. It's, it's a euphemism. Shocking news. It's a euphemism for, oh, okay. you know. Right. Pant. Crap, um, idiot crap. in the room here. Is she the woman from James Bond? Yeah, she's the she plays yes. James Bond. Oh, okay, okay. And she had that scene where she came out of the ocean in that sexy speedo and looked really good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's her. And then she did. She was the parkour James Bond. Yeah. Okay. Imagine okay. her coming out of the of the ocean in that bathing suit and just announcing like, "I'm preggers." Mm-hmm. Wouldn't that be interesting if they went back and. Re-in- like inserted that into the James Bond movie. Mm. Was she in Rocky Four? Yeah, is that who I'm thinking of? James, was she? I don't know. I'm still not a hundred percent. Does she have blonde hair? Mm-hmm. Yeah, short okay. blonde hair. I think I know. You who know this what? Is. I'll open up the app. It'll oh, tell yeah. me the top story is probably going to be her hair color. What's the app called? The Bridget. Is it Bridget or Bridget? N- Nielsen. I always say the the Bridget. Nielsen app. It's, it's, see, it's B-R-I-G-I-T-T-E. Hmm. Oh, she's not, she's not pregnant anymore. Oh. She had her daughter. So this 54. Is, oh, she's been blessed with a little one already. Yeah. Wonderful. Uh, she was with Sylvester Stallone for a, a long time. Sly. Mm-hmm. Huh. Um, so. Were they married, her and Sylvester? Oh, you know, you can't ask a thing like that. Sorry, my my bad. I don't know if he got married, if he was ever married. You can't, you can't, I mean, he's a stallion, you can't tame him. Right. 
He's looking a little Great. melty. Well, I don't know. I I mean, I, I like I'm a steroid user. I love the look. I mean, I'm into it. Um, but I think you got to curb that at some point in your 60s or you start really looking I think he, like he a, looks nice. Really? Yeah, I think he looks really nice. Hmm. I think I don't like it when like people try to drag down someone who is better than them and I agree. I think it's pretty uh, a pretty rude thing to do. I think Sylvester Stone Stallone looks nice. I think Jean-Claude Van Damme looks nice. Mm-hmm. I think all of the Expendables look nice. Steven Seagal? Fuck that Very guy. That guy looks like a bag of trash. I went to his concert, and um, it was very like I it was very hard to get tickets. I bet. And it was it was a weird, windy concert. It was at Red Rocks, Steven Seagal at Red Rocks. Oh wow! Um, solo acoustic, uh, but he was there. Ponytail, uh, you know, in the wind. Is it true that at the, at, as a finale, at the end of a Steven Seagal concert, he kind of like beats up his guitar using martial arts? Yeah. And then he does the splits, and then he realizes, oops, that's Jean-Claude Van Damme. Uh, and then he shows his butt, and then he's like, oops, that's Jean-Claude Van Damme. What is my thing again? And he just kind of looks intense and has a ponytail. And he does that every show. Yeah. Do you my guys goodness. remember when, speaking of sort of doing the splits at a concert... Do you guys remember when Lenny Kravitz was playing a rock song and he was wearing leather pants and he crouched and his giant wiener fell out of his pants? I actually don't remember that, James. I I still watch that. That was crazy. Yeah, crouching Lenny, unhidden wiener. That's yeah. what, what the headline was. Yeah. Were you there live in the crowd that night? Uh, absolutely. Yeah, oh. I was the guy who took the video that went viral. So you were up front, up close? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You know what? My that thing goodness. made a sound, like a ringing. I'm not even kidding. Really? Oh, yeah. Now, you've, already, some... you've already done a few impressions tonight. Can you do... The impression the, the impression of the sound? Yeah, it was... Of Lenny Kravitz's penis. penis when, when his falling out of his split open. Yeah. Pants. It was kind of a... I don't know what. It could have been the ring. I think he had a wien- a penis ring, a wiener ring. On. Oh, he did. That's right. My mm-hmm. goodness. What a noise. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Can I try it now? We were born long ago. That song's about Jesus. I'm having a wonderful time. What song did his wiener fall out on? Please don't tell me it was during a song about Jesus. Um, I think it was Fly, which... <laughs> Almost oh, from the point sure. of view of his you-know-what. Yeah. Or of his uh, fly of his pants. Malfunctioned. Uh, yeah, that's true. Uh, well, if his fly was sort of underneath everything, but... Yeah, maybe it was. You know these rockers. Why, why no underwear, Lenny Kravitz? What, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I definitely have a similar aesthetic to Lenny, style-wise. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, undeniable. But I, yeah, but I wear underwear. You know, I'll, I'll wear leather pants. I'll wear sort of a loose linen shirt with no, you know, unbuttoned a bit. 
But underwear, I mean, I, yeah, I don't know. You got to wear underwear, guys. Yeah. You just you, you have to. What did Lenny do when he looked down on the stage and realized that his, his you-know-what was, was hanging out well, down there? it didn't fall onto the stage. It's, it didn't roll out of his pants and he had to catch it. Uh, I think what he did is he realized he, he had a big old axe he could use he, to cover himself up. Well, did he leave it out for the rest of the show or what? I mean, why not? Yeah, he did um, Baby It Ain't Over Till It's Over mm-hmm. with it just literally. Great song, but I don't want to see his you-know-what during that. I think you do. I mean, You know what? When you're in the concert and you're in the moment, it actually did kind of. Yeah. It gave it a bit of a, I don't know, a groove, an extra groove to the song. Right. Yeah, a bit of an extra vein to the song. Kind of like a, a thick vein of uh, understanding and just kind of like a, a pulsating shaft of emotion. <laughs> well, I'll tell you one thing. I won't be buying tickets to, to a Lenny Kravitz concert the next time he rolls through town. When, it, when I was a, a young man... Uh, Lenny Kravitz played a concert in Vancouver, oh. and uh, the band that opened for him was Blind Melon, Ooh. and the the lead singer on that show got naked and peed all over the stage. Now, Ew. what is up with rock stars who who think that the audience is their toilet? Because these people have paid good money. They've hired babysitters to come out for an evening of entertainment, and that's how you th- you show your thanks. You know, it's. I mean, I understand where he was coming from, and it was a, it was an artistic statement that you know the stage is a toilet, the world is a toilet. Right. Uh, I'm I'm Shannon Hoon from Blind Melon, and I no longer with us. You know, not to speak ill of the dead. Well, but, that you know of. I mean, oh, there's a an, there's an island of '90s frontmen that you don't know about, but it's Scott Whalen, Lane Staley, Kurt, Kurt. Uh, you know, Chris Cornell, you'd, you, you'd like to think he was dead. Right. You were saying off Joe air, Jackson, but, probably. Uh, yeah, J- Joe Jackson, it was one of my favorite front men. Michael Jackson's dad? Yeah. You, he was in a, he was in a, like, an alternative rock band? Yeah, in the 90s. Huh. Yeah, what was he in? Oh, I think he might have been in, you know... Uh, he joined Mud Honey for yeah, a bit. Yeah, he was in Mud Honey for a while. I think he was in Screaming Trees and uh, uh, the other one I'm thinking of. Tad. <laughs> he might have been in Tad. He really made his way around the Seattle scene when grunge broke. Um, it was a little opportunistic because, honestly, who's going to turn down Joe Jackson? The patriarch of one of the most famous and successful music families yeah, ever comes, to have, yeah, yeah, like if you're in Candlebox and Joe Jackson comes up to you and says, I can make you guys a star, yeah. you'll be like, how are we going to be a star, for one thing? Right. And he'll be like, oh, sorry, I misspoke. I want to make you guys a bunch of stars. Um, a little bit of music critique over here. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Everyone like this guy's is, uh, you know, uh, Lester Bangs over here, right? <laughs> Another young man who's no longer with us. Do you, Dave, do you play an instrument by any chance? You seem to know a lot about do you have rock. One? Do you have one handy? Mike, this is your apartment. I think there's an acoustic axe over there. There's uh, an acoustic axe over there. But you know what? We'll leave it in its case because no one wants to hear any of my uh, dusty old originals. Um, All right. Yeah, I play a dusty old axe. <laughs> 
So you have an old dusty acoustic guitar, you know, and you're playing your songs out there. What kind of um, topics do you uh, write about? Yeah, I write about, you know, social issues. Mm, I love that kind of music. Yeah, um, that the garbage that's been found in these whales, like they keep eating old buckets and people just keep throwing their plastic buckets in the ocean, and whales are just like, oh, "What is that? A bucket?" And wh- like, it's not like they're even tricking the whales into thinking, "Oh, is that a jellyfish?" No, the whales eat buckets, and it kills them. And it's just this is something I haven't heard about out here on the in the east oh, part yeah. of this, the country. It's, it's um, that's sort of the inspiration. It's one of the inspirations for my song "Bucket of Tears." <laughs> One thing I know about whales is that if they die on a beach, uh, um, they can explode because of all the methane building up in them uh, as the sun beats down. Do you have any songs about that? Yeah, I do. Yes, and I have a bunch of songs about that. Uh, You know, Methane in the Sky, uh, Methane Warrior. uh, uh, Didn't you do Methane Mamas? Methane Mamas, oopity do. Oh, what's that about? Uh, I, I mean, you remember? It's mostly nonsense word, words, but it's okay. it's about the plight of these exploding beach whales. Methane Mamas and a oopity doop, hoop a dink a dink a dunk boom. I like it. Speaking about Seinfeld, I once saw an interview with the composer who did the theme song of Seinfeld. And one thing, the, the, that, that iconic classic theme music, and he revealed something that I've never forgotten during this interview. He said that he wasn't a trained musician. And I, my jaw hit the floor. Oh. I just couldn't believe it. It was just a guy choking? Yes, basically. And because um, you hear that composition, you think... This guy's studied for years, hmm. you know, Juilliard. Because you, yeah, you listen to it in the house, I've noticed. Yeah. When I'm cleaning up, I put on the Seinfeld theme, sort of on a loop. Yeah. It kind of relaxes me, makes me feel like I'm with my friends, Jerry, Kramer, George, and Elaine. Hmm. Yeah, I've seen you sort of do a bit of a dance to yourself. Because I don't know, Dave, if you look over there in Mike's wall, there's a big hole in the wall where you can sort of see the hallway. Yep. And um, sort of when I'm coming in, I'll sort of glance in the hole. You're and the only one. see Mike dancing to the Seinfeld tune. Yeah. Um, bit uh, not the coolest look, Mike, but. Well, it's not meant for you, it's meant for me to relax with. Well, um, God, on that note, maybe we should take a break and come back with our game segment or final segment. Sure. Does that sound good to you, Dave? Yes. Welcome back to the pod mess. Um, we're here in our final segment, and that means it's time to play the game. It's time for the game, the game, the game. It's one of our super popular games. They always go viral, and that is our aim. So sit back and please enjoy this game. 
And there's our new theme music for the game. Uh, it's very good. If you like it, please uh, tweet us at ltpodmess or send us an email at ltpodmess at gmail.com. Let's right. know what you think about, about that new game theme song. And Dave, as the theme song said, these games always go viral. They're big. So, um, so you buckle might up. Think twice about what you're going to say and, you know, uh, get uh, turn, turn your engine on to full. Um, so our game this week um, has to do with the Oceans movies. Um, there's there's a new one out. There's been loads of Oceans movies in the past, and often with a different twist. Now, these are the ones where David Attenborough is, is talking about all the undersea life. <laughs> uh, uh, wow. You, want, you swung and you missed on that one, yeah. Dave. Sorry oh. to say. Uh, pop culture, not your forte. Um, they're actually pretty huge movies. Uh, Brad Pitt, George Clooney, Matt Co- Damon. Of course, based on the original one back from the 60s with Sinatra, with Dean Martin, with Sammy Davis Jr., just to name a few. Name more. I believe Peter Falk was in... One of them. Really? He was a sort of... Uh, he wasn't a main Rat Pack guy. He was like a Rat Pack like adjacent guy. Huh. Was Regis Philbin in that one? Yes. He was, I think, a main Rat Pack guy. Yeah, I think he you was. You had Dino, Frank, Sammy Davis, and Regis. Yeah. The Rat Pack. <laughs> well... Toby Maguire... Oh, yeah. David Blaine, mm-hmm. um, Lucas Haas. Yep. And uh, Leo DiCaprio. Eleanor Roosevelt. And there's the brand new Oceans movie called Oceans 8. Right. And it's a different spin on it. All the lead uh, characters are women. Mm-hmm. And so we thought... Oh, my childhood. I can't believe they ruined my childhood by making all the leads in the Oceans movie Ghostbusters. Now, listeners, you may not be able to tell... Just from the audio, but Dave was making a sarcastic face when he said that. So please don't send us angry. No, uh, no, that's I have. You know, we didn't talk about the. Well, we talked about the other game we were going to play, where we went through the syndromes, and I have sarcastic face syndrome. Well, right. I'll tell you what's ruining my childhood: the Air Force reboots. Oh. They have all these new people in it now, and I'm, you know, I I punched a hole in the wall. Yeah, give me oh. goy. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I saw, imagine this as a, as a t-shirt. I just saw it in my mind. Give me goy or give me death. <laughs> Luba goy. Luba goy. A famous Ukrainian-Canadian like myself. Imagine. Really? Yeah. Oh, congratulations. Thanks. Imagine the do- being the doctor who delivered Luba goy, who took the baby out, turned to the parents and said, I have something to tell you, mom and dad. It's Luba goy. <laughs> it's a goy. Oh, I would have given anything to be a fly on the wall in that hospital. No, that hospital was filthy. So many flies. Anyway, we're getting quite off track oh. here for our game. Suddenly, we're talking about oceans, and then suddenly we're talking about Lubagoy's birth all those years ago. Well, the game, as we're we're getting to here, is a is Tourette's. Oh, for legal reasons, we're not doing. We're not naming all the syndromes. Stockholm. We're not doing it. Yeah, we we're not we're not doing that. Hey, this yeah, we talked to our lawyer and he said no. So we decided if we could make our own oceans movie with our own spin on it, mm. what would that oceans movie be? Right, because these people have to pull off the perfect heist. Yes, right. Mm-hmm. So we're each going to pick our. F- 
Dream Team. Mm-hmm. Yes. Who should go first? Um, I can go first. All right, all right. If I could remake an Ocean's movie, I wouldn't have Clooney. I wouldn't have Damon. I wouldn't have Sandra Bullock or, you know, Kate Blanchett. I am an, an, an MMA guy. I'm a jiu-jitsu guy. And mine would be all the stars of MMA and wrestling. So the ringleader for me would be Joe Rogan. Um, so tight. Yeah, so because tight. he is an intellectual, you know. So he'd be the brains of the operation? He'd be the guy breaking it down, right. studying the effects of DMT on the heist, you know. Um, and then I'd have, Do, you know. Would you call it Brochens 11? Ugh. That is so good. Brocians 11. Finally, an Oceans movie for the bros. Well, it's about time, right? Yeah. Do you think that Jordan Peterson would be like the safe cracker guy or like the one of the the goons, the muscle? I see, yes. Jordan Peterson as kind of the computer nerd because, you know, he's a bit of an, you know, I'm super into his stuff but he's you know a bit of a nerd and so he's probably yeah hacking the you know mainframe of the bank and then rogan and um you know uh the wrestler the undertaker and uh, anderson silva are the kind of guys you know putting on costumes and, and stealing all the money do you think dan i know you how you feel about him do you think dan blazarian would be part of the group i could see that I can see that he's Instagramming it to distract you know the police they're looking at his instagram photos right yeah so anyway, Brocians Eleven. Dave, thank you, Dave Shumka, for the name. You're welcome. And uh, that's mine. Dave, do you want to go next? Yeah, badly. Uh, for me, it's all about how do we get Shaq to dress up as an old guy and do basketball. So it would be Shaq as an old guy, Kiri Irving as an old guy. Okay. Uh, Chris Weber, I think, is in there as an old guy. Maybe Reggie Miller is part of this team, and they're old guys. So old, old basketball players. Yeah, and they they're breaking into a casino or something. I think it would just be fun to see them play basketball. Like it would be unexpected because you you know they're they look very old, but they still have skills. So it's called Oceans, like old or Oceans basketball you know Let's or something. Not do that. All right. Let's just have. Shaq is an old guy, and he's, um, and it's the story of the life of John Gotti. And wow. so it's, uh, they're all they're all mixing it up. Are they acting the story, or is it just a game? No, like- it's yeah, the game sort of represents the life of John Gotti. Interesting. Uh, old guy versus you know the FBI, right? The, where basketball is you know crime. Is there anything more you want to add about your version of Oceans? Well, I think it's really important that uh, uh, kids learn about the Oceans movies. Mm -hmm. And I think that they should probably, you should probably start reading your kids the Oceans books when they're about three or four. Once they can maybe start, you know, soon get into chapter books and things like that. You know, the board books are okay, but they really... The Oceans movies really shine when, you know, you can really kind of immerse your child into the world of Danny Ocean and uh, Casey Affleck. Because it is, they have lessons that are important for kids, no? Yeah, lessons like heist. Mm-hmm. Lessons like misdirection. Yeah. What, Style. You, Remember Clooney and Damon what? and Brad Pitt all sitting in those tan suits in the airport? Mm-hmm. Well, plus, you got to know math. 
if you're stealing money, you gotta know how to split it up with your buddies. You gotta know how to read a map. You gotta know how to read if you're gonna rob a, a bank. Forget looking good. You gotta have those skills. My favorite part is when they rob the bank in those Oceans movies, and they're like, oh, I'm gonna rob that bank. I, I do like that part. It's one of the most exciting parts in the movie. Wait a minute. In Ocean's 12, do they rob a casino called Bank? I haven't seen it for a few weeks now, because I do watch them every few weeks. But um, I think you you might be right. And Al Pacino yeah. owns the I bank? I remember the yes. Pacino one. Or is that 13? Oof. Mm, what about yours? What about your Ocean's cast? Right. We're not done the game yet that we started all those minutes ago so uh, hmm. we're Who would real mind? tight on time though could you just could it be oceans one for you um well sure we could call it well they've already it'll, it'll be oceans what oceans uh let's call it oceans four for a reason mm-hmm. so my oceans i dreamcast they're all canucks and the movie is actually set right here in toronto and they are going to be robbing uh the sony center which is uh, one of the top uh, performance venues in the city. So it's probably the night of a big opera or something. Everyone's there in their fur coats with their jewels and their big fat wallets. And our villains slash heroes are Ed, Tyler, Andy, and Kevin, the BNLs, Bare Naked Ladies. And they're making up, as they're planning the heist, they're making up silly songs all about the heist. Um, they're eating a lot of food, of course. They're famous for munching. And um, when they do the heist, everyone's delighted to see them. Uh-huh. And they keep asking, is Stephen, is Stephen Page going to officially reunite with you? And they're like, put, put the uh, money in the bag and no talking. Yeah. Wow. The whole universe was in a zinger. Well, that is a great... Um, would you pay to see that? Would you pay to see? No, I would pay to see your two, so you can the bare naked ladies. Imagine them with robbing guns. a casino. They'd be murdered in like a minute. No, they're heavily armed, and they actually kill a bunch of people during the heist. Is one one uh, plot point I forgot to tell you, James, because I didn't want to spoil it for you. Mm. Yeah, it's and it wasn't a casino; it was an opera. They were robbing an opera, oh. and I think they well, like you know, they. They do a little drum. They you do some busking, opera busking. Yeah. All right. Who are your favorite busk bands? For me, gotta go Fruvis. Wow, controversial. What? Who who were the guys who did the Spadina bus? Shuffle Demons. Yeah, the Shuffle Demons. Definitely the Shuffle Demons. Um, hmm. Who would my favorite busking group be? Well, I don't, I'm not sure if they ever have um busked uh, before, but I I certainly love to see them. Busk, uh, uh, the Rankin family. Uh, Imagine boy. walking down the street and you, you hear that beautiful Rankin family music that we all know. Mm-hmm. I'm not even going to name a song. Um, and then you just hear it and you're, you're like, well, forget putting a quarter in the hat. I'm going to put a $50 bill in their hat. Um, well, on that lame note, Mike, um, I'd love to see them busk. Dave, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, you have a podcast too. I mean, I don't. Yeah. Know. You're not going to get so much promotion. Just I, well, one, I don't but. want people just buy Drake's album. Yeah, well said. Buy Drake's album, Scorpion. Buy tickets to his shows at the Air Canada Center. Support a Canuck artist from Toronto. Um, thanks for joining us, Dave. Thank you. And uh, Mike, we'll see you next week. I'll see you next week, James. I'm looking forward to it.
Let's go. 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 Let's go.